Welcome, friends. You are listening to the Mind Body Alchemy podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Miramontes. This is where intuition meets education in the realms of spirituality, fitness, mindset, and more, all to create lasting change. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the podcast, and thanks so much for being here. We're going to talk about sacrifice and managing your expectations. I know, super boring, but it's possible that all the times that you've struggled to have any success in any goal, but in your physique goals in particular, is due to the fact that you either didn't anticipate the kind of sacrifices you were going to have to make, or you weren't managing your expectations. There seems to be two camps in the diet space right now. There's the all in, do all the things, make lots of sacrifices camp where you follow a bunch of rules. Or there's the anti-diet camp, do none of the things, move on with your life, none of this is important, don't make yourself uncomfortable for the sake of society camp. I get it on both ends, and this is one of the areas that I feel my coaching is a little bit different and doesn't really fit the mold. I resonate deeply with the anti-diet, don't torture yourself message. I've done that for enough years to know that that rings really true for me. And I don't believe that you have to lose weight or be thin to be healthy. I think that that's a lie as well. At this point, the research is strong. Behaviors trump weight all the way when it comes to health and well-being. And I also recognize that it's okay to have physique-based goals. So I'm just going to toe the line between the two worlds today. Realistically, you know that you're going to have to sacrifice for your goals, right? But do you ever anticipate how much you sacrifice? Maybe you're thinking about going to school, for example. You think that you'll be sacrificing money and time. That sounds reasonable. You might even do some mental gymnastics to make sure that you're willing to spend that money and take that time. But once you get halfway through, maybe it won't even take that long, you start banging your head on the desk because it's much harder than you thought and you're ready and willing to give up. You're disappointed and frustrated because you forgot to calculate the emotional sacrifices that go with the time and money. You forgot to think about how missing movie night to meet a deadline or study would make you feel. The thought that you would be increasing your stress to the point of being a little more touchy with your loved ones, maybe that didn't even cross your mind during the exciting registration process. You thought about how 12 months of sacrifice would be a little bit challenging but you didn't name those challenges. When they came up, you were unprepared, overwhelmed, and ready to call it quits, throw in the towel, and be done. The same thing goes for your health and physique goals. You expected to see the pounds drop off every time you got on the scale and the tape measure to tighten right up. You expected that you would probably have to eat more veggies and start exercising again. You thought about how the next 12 weeks were going to be hard but you didn't weigh the emotional costs. Hell, you thought you were gonna be done in 12 weeks instead of preparing for a lifetime of change. A lifetime sounds like a really long time. That's hard for the brain to come and get on board with. When you say, I'm gonna change for life, the brain's like, uh-uh, we've got stuff to do. We already have a life, so how about you just you know, go on this really random diet? 21 days sounds right. Let's do 21 days or 14 days or some other nonsense. 
You didn't think about how it would feel to be bombarded with the messages that you should be eating all the time coming from your body and how up until now you've believed them and sometimes you still do. You had no idea how tempting the sofa would be instead of hitting the gym when you were exhausted from your demanding boss or homeschooling your kids. You didn't factor in the way that you automatically associate football games with chicken wings. They go hand in hand, you know. And how it would feel to say no thank you. You knew you had to say no sometimes for sure. You just didn't plan on it being so hard this time. But it is hard because you left yourself unprepared. Not unprepared as in didn't have your boiled chicken in a Tupperware. You were emotionally unprepared to be triggered by food experiences. The idea that food is just fuel is so irksome to me because yes, it is fuel, but it is so much more. It's the way that we are in community with each other. It's about pleasure and flavor and joy and memories and experiences and nourishment. So yeah, it's fuel. But when you take on that food is fuel mentality, you're trying to override something that is so biological, this big pull that you have to enjoy each other's company, community, and do that around a table. That is a hard thing to shut down. Sticking with hard things requires some resilience. In other words, you've got to toughen up. So how helpful is that advice? Just toughen up? Mm, not helpful. At least that's what I think. But that's what everybody says though, right? Coaches are telling you all the time, toughen up, you've got to have thicker skin, you've got to have some discipline, you just don't want it that bad, and blah, blah, blah to all that trash, okay? That is nonsense. Of course you want it that bad. If you didn't want it that bad, you wouldn't have shot for this same goal for 10, 20 years, 30 years, maybe more. I've worked with women who've been dieting for 50 years or more. Of course you want it that bad. So if it's not discipline... What is it? Well, take a moment to think back to your last diet or two or three. What were your expectations? Did you promise yourself that you would have more willpower, that you'd be able to white knuckle your way through this time? Did you think that you could do this hard thing for a short time and then it would be over? Where was your mindset? What set you off? What made you decide that this was something that you needed to do? I really want you to take a moment, pause this even, and bring that memory to life in your mind. It's okay, I'll wait. I'll be right here. Okay, you back? Okay. Now that you are holding that memory, I want you to think about what got in your way. Was it a vacation? The holidays? Stress? Your nagging mother telling you that you should eat her food or eat a certain way or that you're getting too thin? Were you constantly doing the exercises that you hated and spending a lifetime preparing food and washing dishes? What was your ultimate fuck it moment where you just threw your hands up and said, I'm done? Or did it happen more gradually as you started to let things slip as you became complacent? See, every diet is essentially the same. While one might have you counting and one might have you cutting out food groups and macros, they all come with the same obstacles. They are a way to get you to eat less food and be happy about it. But newsflash, your body is not going to be happy about it. 
you are not going to be happy about it. No damn way. So when you add in that it takes effort, time, energy, and joy as a cost to get where you're going, and then you have to sustain it, is it really any wonder why most, and I mean most, people regain all of their weight and then some? So instead of toughen up, I say manage your expectations. I want you to expect to have it hard. Not miserable, but you are going to have it hard. I want you to know that dropping down to a smaller dinner plate from eating on an 11-inch plate and moving to a 9-inch plate is going to be a challenge. I'm here to tell you that leaving two bites behind because you've already eaten to that satisfied place might be really freaking difficult, especially if you're used to the diet mindset of measuring every gram and every bite and that being for you and you don't share your food. And so having a little bit of extra feels wasteful and emotional and a little bit scary and stressful. You will be so damn uncomfortable when you commit to only eating when you're actually hungry But then the delivery guy shows up with your family's favorite Chinese food and you are going to struggle to not eat macaroni and cheese straight out of the pan or finish that last few bites of your toddler sandwich. I want you to imagine what it's going to feel like when you come home from a stressful day and you don't head straight to the sugar or the wine. Now, if you know me, you know that those are not bad foods in my book. But that is immediately what we tend to use as a way to numb out. Nobody is numbing out on broccoli, let's be honest. All of that is going to feel like steaming hot garbage, and that's okay. Let it feel like that. I also want you to know that it won't be hard forever if you do it right. You don't have to be constantly monitoring the scale or your spreadsheet. You don't have to cut out your favorite foods or food groups. In fact, all of that is what has you running back to your old diety life and your old habits and yo-yoing between them every single time. You're going to have to convince your brain, your body, and maybe even the people that you love to get on board. You have now imagined scenarios that have tripped you up in your past. You've anticipated the nagging that you're going to get from coworkers when you choose not to eat the communal donuts anymore, or that you've removed the M&M jar from your desk. You've already anticipated what it'll feel like. Sacrifice, of course. When it's hard, that's change talking. And don't get me wrong here. I don't want it to be suffering. I don't want it to be misery. Sacrifice is required. Suffering is 100% optional, and it's not just a mindset, okay? We can push these things too far, and it's totally unnecessary, Don't do anything that makes you feel like you have to compromise your values as a person and you no longer get to enjoy life just to chase this goal because that is just a ridiculous strategy and it doesn't need to be that way. When change is talking, it's asking you if you're serious. Invite that fear in and make it a comfy seat and let it sit with you. Let it sit there with you, but just don't let it make decisions for you. And that's where we get tripped up. We get the struggle. We get the fear. We start feeling all these emotions. And from that emotional place, because we are judging these emotions and we're experiencing them in a way where we're not managing them and we're not thinking differently about them and practicing having new thoughts around them, that fear 
is what drives our decision-making process and we sabotage ourselves. We feel like we're failures if we have one meal that was overeating where we felt uncomfortable. And so one meal ends up being one weekend and we start over on Monday, maybe, when in reality, that one meal was just one meal. It was no big deal. But because you let the fear and the failure and beating yourself up take over, you have just allowed all of that drama in your head to make decisions for you that takes you backward. So when you start looking at your physique goals, just like you do any other goal, you're going to finally win when you stop letting fear make your decisions. It isn't about making a million dollars. It's about making your first dollar. It isn't about losing 50 pounds. It's about losing one. It isn't about shutting down your social life. It's about learning to interact with food and people in a way that feels good and honors both of these priorities and honors your values and experiences and takes into consideration who you are as a person and what you enjoy outside of just trying to fit into a smaller body. You will be prepared this time because you felt all that discomfort in advance, you anticipated it, and you made your decision before you were face-to-face with the habits and behaviors that have been your demise all this time. You've taken full inventory of the day-to-day behaviors that take you away from your goals. You expect them to show up. You recognize that feeling that washes over you, the urgency to go back to how it was before, to make life easier, familiar, unchallenged, and you're going to welcome it with open arms. Instead of resisting it or judging it, you're just observing it. You'll be successful this time because you're saying yes to discomfort. You're saying, I don't love feeling this way, but I'm not going to fight you on it either because I love me. Now have a seat in the back and hush. You're acknowledging those feelings of discomfort and finding ways to minimize it, of course. You're just not caving into it. But you know the number one reason you're going to be successful this time? Because part of managing your expectations means you're going to be imperfect. It means you're going to experience trial and error. It means letting go of the failure mind, the fact that you get to be a beginner and you don't have a stupid timeline. This is about changing who you are as a human, how you interact with food and your body and the world and the habits that make you who you are. That takes time. That takes practice. So we can't fit that in a 12-week box. We can't change that overnight. For some people, it's fast and others, it's slow. And for everyone, it's just on time because it takes how long it takes. You'll make a decision or 50 that you wish you hadn't. And then you're going to be compassionate with yourself and just move forward. Because what is the alternative? Beating yourself up has not helped you so far. A lasting transformation doesn't require perfection. It requires the daily dose. It requires your next best step. It requires you to keep on moving and it requires you not to quit. I hope you guys got something out of that. That is all I have for you today. If you have any questions or comments, please make sure you email me 
And that link is in the show notes as well as following me on social media. Screenshot this episode. I'd love to hear from you. Of course, if you loved this, make sure you hit that rate and review button. I will see you soon. Bye.